0: One of the sayings in the court world is, if justice isn't seen to be done, then it's not being done. And it's not worded just like that, but that's how I'm going to word it. And more and more, it seems that the open court process that we have in this country is being closed off. And there's a really interesting case before the courts right now. This is a civil issue, and it involves an alleged sexual assault said to have taken place on a camping trip um, with students of a private school. And the judge in this case has slapped a pub ban on naming the school. So now it's become a case of kind of private justice. And the argument is that naming the school could identify the accused and the alleged victim. Well, first of all, all youth are protected by youth justice laws. So their name wouldn't get out there. We're not allowed to, we're not allowed to name or show them. And victims of sex crimes are, are always protected. So this also, I think you have to look at it, it wasn't an issue in the very high profile case of St. Mike's. And when it comes to pub bands, they're not new. They're put in all the time. And sometimes they make sense. But more and more judges are sealing up cases that it shouldn't. And I think in this case, it sets a a dangerous precedent. Let me bring in Mr. Joe Newberger, who I have not had on in a very long time. And he is here now. Hello, Mr. Joe Newberger.
1: Hi, Alex. I've missed you.
0: I've missed you. (laughs) I really have. (laughs) Nonetheless, I wanted to talk about this case because when I saw it, I was like, what? Hold on a second. We're talking about a pretty, um, it's a civil issue, so it's not a criminal matter. Um, But this is a case involving two teens accused um, of violently sexually assaulting a, a schoolmate. Uh, that was ignored by those in charge. And this has very similar accusations of sodomy with a broomstick that we heard about in St. Mike's. And this is the first time this kind of pub ban has been ever used in this way. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I have two minds. One, I'm I'm very much in favour of transparency in our criminal justice system because I think it's very important that the public has access to information and can understand the process. But on the competing side is, especially when it comes to sexual-related cases, once an allegation is made, the public seems to think that uh, a person or an institution or a defendant is guilty. And then if cleared, in other words, if, if the claim is not made out in a civil action or somebody's found not guilty in a criminal case, you cannot undo the stigma that's been attached to the defendant. So um, it's a balance and it's, it's a difficult balance. In this case, it seems that the judge has decided that by identifying the school, it's going to expose the teenagers involved and he doesn't want to take that risk and aside from well but aside from putting the ban on it you know what's it really you know what's the public really going to learn from it in any event it's not private justice well, you can still watch the trial and you well you couldn't that that's my point
0: time. If I were a reporter uh, back in my days, I would, would just walk into the court or people could walk in off the street and they, they'd be able to see who the accused and who the uh, complainant is. But to me, this kind of shields the school and, and would do a disservice. This is what I would argue if I were a lawyer. You know, It does a disservice to the public at large. Parents have a right to know if, if the school you know their what? child is going to is safe and, and if the school's you know fail, failing students.
1: On the other hand, it may be a false accusation. They're just looking for money. It unfairly demonizes the school and those accused and try and undo that stain because the public is too silly to understand that people are innocent until proven guilty, even in a civil case, because this is just all about money. And if this was a violent sexual assault, I'm curious as to whether there was any allegations to the police. I mean, we don't know very much about it. But I, I have great difficulty with, again.
0: Let me stop the you there, though. Let me stop guilt. you there, because I, I think you bring up an interesting point. Because my argument to you, uh, Mr. Defense Lawyer, would be <laughs> we saw what happened. We, we saw what happened in St. Mike's, and there was absolutely no punishment. So sometimes the civil yeah. route, instead of being dragged through the criminal court, is actually a better way to go, because you oftentimes get more justice if you hit someone where it really hurts.
1: Oh, I, I don't disagree with you, in, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 I, I don't disagree. It, it, you know, for people who have been proven guilty of a pretty heinous act and receiving fairly light sentences, one which you know, many of us thought was way too light, uh, a civil action, you're going to uh, get money. There's going to be significant damages, and I think that's a good way to redress a wrong. I'm actually all in favor for that. The difficulty is I, don't, I, I want to deal with the presumption of guilt. And whether it is, uh, you know, liability in a civil action, because the terminology is different. I I want us to remember that just because allegations are made, whether it's in a statement of claim or in a court document in a criminal case, that does not mean it's truthful. And so we need to be able to balance and, you know, as well as I do, how hard it is to balance that in the public uh, domain, because people will will make judgments based upon allegations. And they'll never hear the end result. And even if they hear the end result, um, it'll either confirm what they thought or they still won't believe it, even if it's a finding of uh, no liability or not guilty. That's that's the balance. That's the difficulty I have. And then imagine also if if the claim is not successful, um, still the damage which is done to the defendants, including the youth who are, are uh, uh, at the other end of this, you know, may be irreparable. So you have to carefully balance that. I'm sure a judge doesn't lightly make the decision to put this type of a a sweeping ban on it.
0: Well, I would hope not, because it's precedent-setting. And then it becomes harder and harder to keep, um, you know, the transparency of our courts open. I mean, uh, we've had the issue now with the Barry and Honey Sherman case, the estate, whether or not it's any of our business to know what was in the estate. I mean, the Toronto Star fought that for three years. It went to the Supreme Court. Ultimately, the court ruled that it was in the public interest. And the Star, I mean, thank God that they do these challenges because they're very expensive to do, but they are important. Um, But they, they challenged this, and they lost. So I suspect they'll push this one. Uh, to an upper court a- as well, because you know, for me in the media and, and in the public, I'm very much about transparency, and that does not mean that I want the accused or the victims to be known, because I've I've seen firsthand the destruction that is caused to these young lives. Even though um, the accused have a better chance, because they 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 will be protected by youth laws more so than 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 the, the um, complainant
1: yeah look I, I i hear you and and you, you and i i think are on the same page about that and we've seen also unfortunately you know secrecy with respect to other investigations in toronto mm-hmm. where where there's not enough that comes to the public domain when we really need that information and you know we've we've talked about this before you know the the uh, incredible carnage that was done on the danforth there was yeah. not enough known yeah. about the investigation you know, there, there's nothing there are No. And then when SIU does an investigation, there's not much that's released publicly. I mean, these are things that I think need more transparency. And, you know, it may be in this case, it's a wrong call. Uh, you know, the, the school name should get out there. But um, and I'm sure it will be challenged and, and we'll have to see what a higher court will will. Will do, but it still is a battle between protecting the interests of those um, from the ultimate harm of an allegation that may not be proven at trial. And I think that has to be an overriding concern to protect everybody and including in this case, uh, what is the, the, uh, the plaintiff?
0: Yeah, but it is interesting that this has gone the civil route, and as you well know, um, you know this is a, yeah. a lower—not that—not that it discounts anything, but it is a lower bar. It's easier to prove an allegation seemingly in the civil court than it is in a criminal court. We've seen it time again, be it John Gomeshi, a lot, a lot of high-profile cases, Saint, Saint Mike's. Um, so I do think more um, sexual assault uh, victims are going to start going that route, and I, so I don't want people to yeah. think, well, it's just a civil issue. It's it's equally as serious.
1: No, you're, you're right. It's on a balance of probability. So it's like scoring 53 percent as opposed to over a 90. Um, but, you know, judges do take it seriously when it involves serious allegations. And I, mm. you're absolutely right, Alex. There are more civil actions being brought. Um, we've, I've seen it in, in my practice, and it's going to be a wave of the future. And if we have uh, institutions, whether they're schools or other uh, institutions that are failing uh, their their members, their students, or the public by not adequately responding to risks, then this is mm-hmm. an appropriate way to go, and, and we'll need to address that, just like, you know, long-term care facilities.
0: Yeah. That's a major yeah. issue now, yeah. you know?
1: We've had those criminal charges, and so there's yeah. going to be a wave of lawsuits in various areas where I think we need, we need transparency.
0: Amen. All right. Thank you for joining me. We'll chat again and not keep it so long uh, between chats. Promise? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Promise. Have a good night and a
1: great show as always, Alex. Take care.
0: Thank you very much. Cheers.